Yo, 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 what is up? All right. I'm just, there's no need to, you know, there's no need for introductions. Y'all know what it is. You read the title. You know what's popping off. Caesar about to say some crazy shit. And some controversial takes. Apparently, according to you, I think they're just regular takes. Y'all think they're controversial for a reason. Some crazy reason. shit. Oh, we back. Say, we back. He's gonna say some crazy shit, and I gotta call him out on it. And if you haven't known yet, you click. You somehow got to this podcast episode and don't know what we're talking about. We're talking about USC two seventy one. Seventy one headline by the one and only Israel, the last style bender, Adesanya versus Robert Whitaker too. The Reaper. The Reaper, my bad. There we go. Robert, the Reaper, Whitaker. What a main event. Um, Yep. Overall, good night. But (laughs) you should talk about your experience. We, this was, uh, you hyped it up for so long. We got a chance to actually go there. We're at the Toyota Center, chilling, vibing. We got, we somehow managed to get ourselves into a suite with all you can eat. What oh, were we doing drink. up there, bro? We were so we did not belong up there. We were in we, a suite. We didn't belong, but we we stayed for yep, a little David, while. David was killing quesadillas. Oh, I was dude. Just taking advantage of the free drinks. Oh, oh cheesecake. Yeah. I didn't free see that one. Too. I just free and, drinks, bro. I had to take advantage. But I need you to tell the two fans about our seats, our actual the seats we bought since uh you and Alejandro kept. Yeah, I'm kind of torn on here. Me. See, I'm kind of torn because the seats David got were directly in front of the suite where we were at, which means that even if we would have gotten some very cheap uh, tickets, we would have still been seeing the game in the same exact spot and would have saved ourselves quite a bit of money. And, you know, okay, the only good thing was we got free drinks. It kind of balanced out. And unfortunately, I can't complain anymore. It kind of balanced out. You got. You were able to get us into the suite. I was about to say, I, ca- I can't win, I did, bro. I yeah, can't yeah. Win. No, that was that was my only argument. I was like, well, you know, David got us in here, and now we got free drinks. I don't have to spend 50, 40, 50 bucks on drinks. Uh, so we're pretty even. But the seats were great. Once we actually went to our seats, great view. Uh, you could see everything. It was a perfect angle. Yeah, no, it was great, great, great seats. But uh, am I willing to spend that much money on Izzy? Uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if that will go. ever happen again. Here we but, go. All right. Uh, let, 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 let's let's get down to the nitty gritty. Main event: Israel Adesanya versus Robert Whitaker. Um, Izzy takes the unanimous decision. Uh, I think it was 48-47-48-47 and 49-46. In favor of Izzy, unanimous decision. Um, yep. Yep. Go ahead, Caesar. What are your, what are your yep. thoughts? Takes. Uh, I mean, it was an interesting fight. They were they seemed very even. Israel dropped him in the first round, which kind of made me uh, a little nervous. Uh, but then from there, Robert took the second round, which made me a little bit more confident. And then from there, they seemed to go neck to neck, like they were just pretty even. Uh, took the second faces. round. Take it a second. Man. Okay, continue. just go. go. Okay, 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 okay. The point was, I do think Israel won the fight. I, I do at the moment. Like, I still think it could have gone either way. I think it could have gone either way. If Robert would have taken the fight, I don't think anybody would have been mad. 
My problem with Israel is the champ that he's becoming. This is his second decision that's just... Like, the Vittori fight. Nobody talks about that Vittori fight. Because it was just such a... Like, nothing happened. This fight, nobody's going to be talking about it. And this is the most highest paid athlete or whatever. It's, he's just not the guy that he thinks he is. No casual... No, you don't go to the stream and be like, Oh, I'm going to go to watch Israel Adesanya. They'll be like, Who? Who? Now, I do think we're in our little MMA bubbles. And for us, we see Israel Adesanya, who he is. We see the talent, what he's done with his career. But he's not the star that he thinks he is. Especially not with these last two fights. He won, but barely. And even if you think he won, like, he didn't dominate. Do you, it, he walked out. They both walked out unscathed. And for it to he, be this controversial, that's not a dominant performance. He, for he, it to be this controversial, come on, bro. He barely beat Vittori? No, I'm saying Robert. Like, he barely, oh, okay. this fight was I, barely. I, I, and Vittori, I, too, man. Like, when you walk out, like, when, you, when you're playing that much at the end, where you're, like, slapping his butt and, like, acting hurt, you obviously didn't do everything you could have. You didn't put everything on the line. Like, it was just, you were just trying to win. But you know that this sport is entertainment. We want to be entertained. And if you want to get paid, you should entertain. The idea with Israel was always he entertains before, during, and after the fight. That during the fight, we're starting to lose that. Very entertaining before, very entertaining after. But the fight itself are starting to lose steam. Could be the competition. Could be a bunch of things. But the fact still remains that this fight, nobody, like nothing eventful happened. Nobody's going to talk about this fight. Besides the fact that it was a really the only talking point of this fight is how split it was. That we have people like Anthony Smith talking, oh, no, I really think Robert Wood. And then DC, no, Israel took the, the fight by a landslide. He just completely, like, these are two very intelligent people that have been doing MMA their entire lives. And they're split? Come on, bro. That, that's not the type of, the Conor McGregor's don't leave it like that, you know. Even, that's the star even, we want. Even though it's split, I still think it's not, I don't think it's controversial. Because I think it could have gone I don't think it's it could have gone either way. It could have gone. It could have gone, gone either way. Either way, and you'd be like, you but don't. That's not a dominate. Say, you don't. You don't say it could have gone either way and say, but you dominated. It. You can't put that in the same sentence. Either you say Vittori, he dominated Vittori. Like okay, 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 okay. I'll give you that one. But look, we're in the here and now. Okay. It's just like what I'm scared of is the status quo. What I'm scared of is for him to go into a Jerry Cannonier fight or a, let's say he gives a Brunson or Darren Till and go to another decision, get barely enough. Because then at that point, we're just like, it's just not fun to watch. He loses. He's not the champion. People aren't going to tune in by the numbers. Like, I honestly think the last fight got the numbers was the, the Vittori was because of Brandon Moreno. Wasn't even that much out of Sonya. Like, this one, like, I'm, I'm very interested to see what the numbers were. What, what were the pay per view numbers? I haven't heard anything. I don't you know. know. Or was it that embarrassing that they, they're not putting them out? <laughs> like, honestly, like, this is not, if for him to be the second paid. You want him to compare him to the other, the only other one, which is Conor McGregor. They're nowhere near. They're nowhere near. Sure, he could have a really good management and get be getting paid, Israel, but he's not that guy. He's not like there's just nothing there. And I've been seeing him, and like he's doing a little media tour right now, so I'm seeing everywhere. He has what you what the UFC would want. He's confident. He knows how to banter. He he's a really good entertainer. Everybody likes him. But now we're starting. Now he knows he can't lose. 
Now he knows it. And he's starting to get into his head. What's funny is, uh, I don't know if you've ever watched Flagrant. I think we've talked about it. Flagrant 2 with Andrew Schultz. Mm -hmm. He was on there. And uh, Andrew was going to ask him uh, that over time, when you're this dominant, that people uh, tend to give rounds to the other fighter. They kind of like justify for the other fighter. Like, oh, you know, oh, he took the fight. Everything the other fighter does is more significant because Israel is already like this champion. But Israel automatically, when he responded, he started responding to, oh, yeah, I know it can get boring and everyone says it's boring. Andrew didn't ask anything about it being boring. He asked, he said, like the other guy gets justified. He didn't say anything about being boring. But Israel Adesanya's response was automatically, oh, yeah, they say it can get boring. But, you know, fuck that, man. If it's boring, like, like he started, he went. So he knows, he knows that it was a boring fight. And he knows it's, he's starting to get there. It's not, so hopefully he fixes it. But that's where we're at right now. He knows because obviously it's Adesanya. He's in touch with, um, you know, everything on Twitter, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So he knows he knows what the people like you are saying. He, no, it's, it's it's the general consensus. Now, there's people like people, DC that are always like, like every time that they tell him Islam has more fights, like, no, you know, it's so fun to watch these two guys sit on the ground for two and a half minutes and then, you know, barely like, of course, they're going to justify it and everything is fine. But realistically, like it's, it was boring. And maybe he fixes this. So now he's learned. Maybe he goes into the next fight, makes it make does something impressive. But I don't see it. Because his fighting style. It's like trying to tell Islam to have a, an, a fun fight. His fighting style is not fun. His fighting style is he's going to drag you out. He's going to, you know, drag you into the water. Israel is, I'm only going to fight as much as you're going to fight. Because I'm going to counter you. So if you don't want to fight, I'm not going to fight. And that's boring. Because at this point, because he is so good, everyone's scared. And nobody's just going to go out there and be reckless, which creates boring fights. And uh, I mean, those aren't word title fights. The problem is, is just how technical he is. Um, I guess you said a lot of shit, so I got to unpack all, un- unpack all of it, respond to it, but... I, I think I think Adesanya is I think you're being really hard on him. Mm-hmm. I think you're being really hard on him. Um, I am, but he's the second highest paid athlete. He deserves to for us oh to my be hard God. on him. Let me like, We should. You're being hard on him. Um he first of all, credit to Robert Whitaker. I mean, like he said, him and is it's kind of like the Usman Covington thing. It's just them two are it's them two and then everybody else is like way below. Um so like I said you said a lot so I'm trying to un- unpack unwind. You okay, just go on. T- is is he a boring fighter? Do you think he's becoming a boring fighter? I I don't think intentionally. I don't think okay. he the thing is I don't think he want I I think I honestly think he doesn't want to be either. I don't think he's trying to be. I mean, the thing is, I was a little worried something like this was going to happen because I was listening to like Eugene on on um, MMA Hour the week of last the week of fight week. And, you know, Eugene emphasized, you know, the game plan is to, you know, the game plan is to touch him up. And essentially he want Eugene wanted to win. 
like a five nil, kind of like a Vittori fight, five nil. And that's how I kind of knew, okay, I kind of see where this is going because ultimately Eugene's the head coach. You know, Adesanya is going to listen to him. He has a lot of respect for him, as anybody should have that respect for their head coach. You know what I mean? And it's it's funny because I was listening to – I actually watched Adesanya on his YouTube channel. He did like a little – interview like fan questions or something on his youtube and he talked about you know one of the things he wished he would have done this past fight like more or better or whatever he said he wished he would have trusted his instincts he in this fight he it seems like when he did that little interview thing on his youtube freestyle bender if y'all ever want to check it out it's seeming are you giving a plug to this millionaire are you really yeah, thinking man. you're the boy? Why are you boy. giving a <laughs> Okay. <laughs> All right. So it seemed as if he was very he was very focused on sticking to the game plan, so much so that he you could tell he kind of he kept saying, I wish I would have trusted my instincts more. For example, I think he that one of the examples was when he dropped Robert at the end of the first round. He he did it with in Southpaw. And so he said, looking back at it, if he would have trusted his instincts more, he said he would have done more in Southpaw because he saw that Robert was having issues when Izzy would go to Southpaw. Yeah. And another thing like that. And then um he mentioned another at one point, um, their grappling exchanges. One of the times he said they were against the cage. He had him against the cage. He was just talking about how Robert didn't really feel as strong as the other people he's faced as far as the grappling department. He's like, huh, this is weird. This is, this is a little easier than I thought it would be. And he said, I was really getting them out of it, especially with the getting out of those situations, especially with the Kimura grip. He said, there was a couple situations I probably could have easily pulled a Kimura, but he said, you know, that's another, another one where maybe I should have trusted my instincts, but instead he decided to stick with the game plan. So he yeah. just freed up and then went back to stand up. And I feel like, I really feel like that is the difference between, Oh shit. Is he not, knock Whitaker out or dude, he actually submitted him with a Kimura yeah. versus what we ended up seeing. Yeah on Saturday night. And the thing was that Eugene gave us insight on the Robert Whitaker, Adesanya Whitaker one. That was Eugene's game plan. The same one as they had this time. That was the same thing last time. He said, Izzy went against the game plan. Yeah, yeah. Izzy went against the game plan. And Izzy even referenced that in his uh, YouTube video. He said in the first fight, he he fought more instinctively. He trusted his instincts more, which is how he was able to set up the the knockout blow against Robert Whitaker. Because if you remember, he knocked Whitaker down at the end of the first round in that fight too. Yeah, and like he pretty much. And yeah, so 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 he he you could tell at that time he knew like oh okay like I got this man set up. I got which this is man exactly set up. what happened in this fight. Got what him in the first round, fight. but he went back to the game plan. He didn't really deviate. Yeah, so at the end, it worked. He won. Uh, and if he would have trusted his instinct, 
and he would have lost. Like you just, I mean, you're you're throwing it up in the air at that point. Uh, but the game plan was working, so why deviate from me? Why uh, just stick to it? But yeah, it creates this fight. I I think it's just it's one of those things where it's a high pressure situation. It's not not to say he was nervous or anything. Um, Robert Whitaker, like we said, excellent fighter, a great fighter. So I. I I guess in that situation, I guess you could say with, you know, there's a lot to lose. So stick with the game plan, stick with the game yeah, plan, yeah. just yeah, yeah. maybe. And also just cause they've probably been training that throughout this whole camp. And so, you know, it's just ingrained in his head, but I do think I, I like that. I heard that from him. Cause he is very it make it makes himself. I feel like he's self-aware, which is good because Maybe next fight he has Jerry Cannonier. He'll say, you know what? I'm yeah. gonna try to be trust my instincts a little bit more. So striker, yeah. So striker, he can definitely trust his instinct. Uh, striker versus striker. That's your yeah, bread and, and butter. And the thing is, you know, he's such a such a great striker, such a great kickboxer. Like I think he should trust his instincts. I mean, his instincts got him this far. So. So that was one of the things. Um, Another part of the thing that I said, um, what do you think? Do you think, so going into this fight, the, one of the stories was that Israel signed a new contract and he's the second highest paid only to McGregor. That mm-hmm. entails a lot. That entails that you have a following that you can entertain, that you can bring an audience. You know, you can sell a pay-per-view. Yeah. Do you think he deserves that? Do you think he's that guy? Or are there other people that deserve that spot? I, I think he is. Um... I think I I think he is. I want to I'm really interested to see the Jared Cannonier cuz like Izzy said it's fresh blood. I mean, when we look back at the look back at this part of his career this past year or so you can attribute you, you can to a certain extent attribute it to, you know, they were both rematches Vittori and um Whitaker rematches. Maybe when he gets his hands on Cannoneer, it'll be a little bit different. It'll be more, I don't know, like, let, fuck it. Let's, let's scrap. And let's not for, just so you know, he didn't get paid that for this fight. It, that contract don't kick into his next fight. Yeah, but it was still the, the contract that, that he signed. And regardless, like, that's the UFC is saying, you're worth this. You're going to bring in this amount of money. Which, it, which and we're gonna... I don't know the numbers, but if the UFC dana you know they're they're not going to pay you that if you're not actually worth that so yeah i mean despite no, that, what you say he probably yeah. does yep. reel in yep and so my my only argument to myself is uh the the world that he brings is not the world that i'm in like i remember when brandon moreno was fighting i remember hearing one of the concerts like yeah he or i think it was bisping he was like yeah he's not that popular he doesn't really have a fall. i'm like are you kidding brandon Moreno, we ride or die for brandon moreno like but because that's my world i'm not in israel's world so that is the only thing he does bring a nation behind him he brings two nations behind him honestly he uh he has the youtube following like and he is entertaining but does it really translate to pay-per-views like is i think it really worthy words i think he's more popular than you think he is um yeah. When he fought in June, and I was at, uh, it was actually Alex DeClaire's birthday, and um, they were showing, they had the the fights on. A lot of people, a lot more people than I thought in that 
household in that room knew who Izzy, uh, Israel Adesanya was, and they were pretty excited to see him too. And I'm I'm talking about guys that like casually watch MMA. I'm not. None of them were. People Do you think they're that... going to remain after these two fights? Um, and the other interesting fact that I saw, or that little interesting was, like the post fight, there was one thing that I saw with uh, the view count of Israel and then Robert Whitaker, and then somebody like Tai Tuivasa was like double Israel's. So it, Tai hasn't had the uh, the exposure, but now that he does in competing in the same pay per view as somebody like Israel, Tai is outshining Israel. Hey, so it's Derek that... Lewis school is Black Beast. Don't don't be putting that all on Tai. No, no, no. This is the post fight. Like he knocked him out, and he like that gave him a big uh, publicity thing. But Ty, what I'm talking about is the same fight, the same night. They both had post fight uh, press conferences. Ty had almost doubled the view count as Israel, uh, and that just means that people after the fight wanted to see what Ty had to say, not really what Israel had to say. And that's going to translate going into the next fight because I don't really care. Like, what is he going to talk about these last two fights? The only thing that now I'm interested, like when I was watching that Flager interview or anything, the last notable thing Israel has done is knock out Paula Costa, which was very impressive. It was very fun. Uh, it was a, a bunch of talking points. With this, there's nothing. Like we're done. Okay. We're done talking about Israel. There's there's nothing going on into the next one. And going into Cannoneer, Israel has to carry that fight because Cannoneer is a very soft-spoken individual who talks about stones and good vibes and energy and all this kind of stuff he's not going to be wanting he's not going to be selling a fight he just wants to win so he's going into that fight as i'm the number one contender i deserve this fight give me the fight not so much as on as in trying to build the fight that's not who he is doesn't really use so do social media i'm very interested to see he wants uh, a june spot i don't think they give israel his own pay-per-view anymore i don't think he can carry his own pay-per-view I'm very like like Israel Cannonier. Israel Cannonier, for him to be the second pick, like only second to Conor McGregor. Like I really think uh, the Masvidal Covington is gonna sell more than Israel uh, Cannonier, one hundred percent. If you just put those two solo fights and have them as a solo pay per view, you know I think I think a lot. There's a lot of fights that can outshine Israel. So for him to be the second high, only second to Conor. I don't I don't see that. I don't think he's worth that. Dude. Oh. Um once again, yes, they're giving him his own pay-per-view in June. I mean, I'm not saying they won't put another title fight on there because Exactly. Like this one. Like he carried this one. It was the only title fight here. I don't think like like they had to add in Taito Ivasa, like and Derek Lewis in his hometown. Cause without him, like, even we talked about how crappy of a UFC car that was. If without that Derek Lewis fight. If it was Conor fight, it could be Conor McGregor versus somebody and then a bunch of random names that are newcomers that no one has ever heard. And it would outsell anybody else. That's the top paid that, athlete. That, that's, the that's second the... one, the second one, Israel comes nowhere near that. I think there's, peop- there's people in between Conor and Israel. There's some Who? Nate Diaz. Nate Diaz just no. by himself. No. I think Nate Diaz outsells no. Israel Adesanya any day of the week. Nope. Yep, 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 yep. I think Masvidal and Covington outsell Israel and whoever he decides to fight next. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Question then: Who can Israel? Who would be Israel's Adesanya's best, uh, like next fight that could outsell? Because I think Israel and Cannonier is not anything. Maybe a Darren I, Till. I think Israel you're not. You're, you're not. You're not giving Israel 
the proper credit that's deserved because the yeah, thing and again, is, I'm not in the war. Yeah, you're right. You're the, right th- you're the thing right. is, he these past couple fights haven't been the most entertaining of his. But the thing is, just like with Conor McGregor, why people buy Conor McGregor's fights, Adesanya has shown he has up until that point he has shown those exciting fights. He has shown those exciting moments. He is very much capable of those moments. And that's what people will pay for. You and I will pay for the next Adesanya fight because we know what Adesanya is capable of and what kind of show he's capable of putting on. I'm going to buy any pay-per-view that comes out, honestly. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But it we're, but what we, we're looking for something else. We're looking for, we're still looking forward to it because it's Israel Adesanya and we've seen the, the stuff that he can do, the great stuff that he can do. And I mean, it could just be a little two fight skid, dude. Like it's, it's literally only been two fights. This, if he, this next fight, if he comes out, knocks out Jared Cannonier, all this talk is washed, like yeah, literally yeah, washed. And yeah. I mean, he's, he's a star, dude. I mean, the only, only person, you know, Connor's number one on selling. I mean, I feel like anybody that's it, the other people that are in Adesanya's kind of territory is um, one Kamaru Usman. Dude, I don't even think Francis Ngannou is is even in that realm. I think Usman is up there now because Usman's been knocking. Well, title fights. What, what title fight do you think is higher than Israel? You have you know the Figueredo, Sterling, Volkanovski, Oliveira, Usman, Teixeira. And well, Ganu, see, and then the see, woman. It, 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 I don't. It, it dep- that is true. Dep- I don't see any champion outselling Israel. And the thing champion. is, it's different. It's different for you and I because obviously, Volkanovski versus Korean Zombie. I want to yeah. see that. Like, oh yeah, Sterling yeah. versus versus Peter Young. Yeah, yeah. But no, I want to see all of them. I'm saying, you what have a Adesanya. What would sell, outsell Adesanya? Which one of these champions could outsell Adesanya? Who's the champion? Like, I don't. That is true. I don't see another champion outselling Izzy. I think Izzy is the highest paid champion. Julian, like Pena? highest selling champion. <laughs> bro, don't be throwing those bad vibes out here, bro. Why you had to bring her into the mix? Because We're having of, such a good I'm conversation. Because I'm just thinking of her versus Amanda. Um, yeah, that would that would that's gonna be a. But big, that's not a big, consistent big thing. I would. I don't. Juliana Pena versus Aspen Ladd would not sell anything. Yeah, yeah. Um, we need Amanda. You know, getting her belt back. We need that story. But by yeah. itself, no stories involved. Like Israel, yeah, the the three African champions could outsell, but again, we're not in the world. Like Oliveira has a fallen behind him, and at this point, me personally, I'm most excited for the Oliveira fights because all his cha- all his fights up to all his championship fights have been entertaining, very entertaining. Oliveira. So even if nobody he didn't have any fans before, he has fans now compared yeah. to Israel, who had fans in his coming up last two fights slowly falling off. Next fight could probably show something impressive. I, I don't, I don't, I don't think they're falling off. It's just, dude, it's, it's a, it's a different game now. Like, like you I said, you alluded to. People know how good he is now, so it's not just him, him being cautious. Because the thing is, he's a smart fighter, so he's trying to set traps. He's trying to set things up. But if the opposing fighter, like a Marvin Vittori, isn't really trying to take the belt away from him it's kind of just well i wouldn't even say that anymore i say if he doesn't want to play your game 
Because that's like Khabib saying, oh, you know, you didn't want to wrestle me. You didn't want to play. You didn't, you know, I'd be. It's the game of the champion. Khabib's game was grappling, was he would take you to the ground. Israel is a counter. So he's only going to fight as much as you're willing to fight because he's going to counter you. The good thing is now he's a champion. So you almost have to, you know, take the belt. You know, you have to take it. I don't but like realistically. You don't have to take anything. It's just Israel's fighting style is that you have to come at him. I don't like that that he he's a counter. He's a counter yes. fighter. It's it, it's yes. not. I don't think it's that. It's he he's setting. He's playing chess, bro. He's playing chess. You got. Yeah, he's trying the, to. At the end of the day, the chess is just so he can counter you. He's trying to think he's going to do one thing so you can throw one thing and then he'll catch you. Like, he, Israel's not coming at you and throwing a double jab and trying to catch you with an uppercut. Israel's waiting for you to come so he can slide back, get you with the left, like, anything. Or the leg kicks. He is a kickboxer. His leg kicks, tremendous. That's his only offensive part. But besides that, and even the legs aren't really, I don't count them that, like, they're to keep you at a distance. That's what his kicks are like. But there's really not, like, Israel's not an offensive fighter. He's not somebody that's going to walk you forward that walked and walked and just he walked to... down Whitaker the whole five rounds. What he Whitaker kept throwing the double jets. He, he threw the kicks, sure, but Israel is a counter, bro. And it's ridiculous. Like it's also not smart to not realize that. As much as we love Israel, everybody has their fighting styles. Everybody has their bread and butter. I, Israel's bread and butter is that he's really fast. You're you're. What? It's because you, the way you describe it, you're putting out this notion that. Like I guess, kind of what happened with the Yoel Romero fight. If he, if you don't, essentially, if you don't throw anything, he's not gonna throw anything at you, which is yeah. not. That's which not is exactly true. what happened. It's not true. The Joel Romero fight, and that you was see one the fight. You, that but you see the fight. difference between someone like Paulo Costa and the first Rob Berdiger that are rushing forward compared to someone that's not rushing. Costa forward. didn't do anything. Literally, what? Costa did not do anything. Yeah, he did. That's no, why he remember kept he opening. Kept, he kept, no, he kept remember he kept, point, he kept pointing. He kept pointing at his leg, like keep kicking a leg, keep kicking a leg. Yeah, but Costa but, did not do. Oh my god, go watch that fight again, bro. Costa no, did but, not do anything. But he was being reckless, like he went forward. He Israel needs somebody to come forward so Israel can. That's his bread and butter. Well, but then Israel's why not does he go decide forward. to take control of the octagon? Why that's, does he walk? Keep, the, Whitaker he doesn't, okay, realistically, Israel doesn't walk people down. Israel's bread and butter is to keep the center, but through counters. That's why nobody goes forward. That's the whole thing. Where everyone is scared to go forward. That's why um, Robert Whitaker never threw anything but the double jab. He never came back because the first time he did, Israel countered him. So he was like, crap, can't do that anymore because he's going to counter me. That's the whole idea with everybody, that Israel is so good that he's going to catch you. He's faster than you. He's going to counter you. Regardless of whatever else he, he can walk you down. I take that back. He'll walk everybody down. He can do everything. He can wrestle now. He has good defense. But his bread and butter to knock people out is to wait for them to be reckless, throw something, he backs up, and counters them. Same thing he did with Paula Costa, his only other knockout. Same thing he did with Robert Whitaker. So the same way he knocked him out. Same idea. Head back, catches them. Like that's the that's his bread and butter. That's like saying McGregor it doesn't have the left hand. Sure, McGregor can do a lot of things, but his bread and butter is his left hand. The ground and pound. Oh God! Oh God! <laughs> Don't even start with that. You know, okay, but everybody has. All, their... It's it's. I I think you need you need to watch some film again, but like even Paulo Costa, he didn't knock him out on a 
quote unquote counter. Like he got he he, no, he, he got, got he on got a, him on his no, his leg was weak, sure. But he Costa on came a head back. No, yeah, okay. But the point is that he backed up and countered. It's all counters. He didn't throw that until Costa came forward. Costa came forward. How do you reckon out, Caesar? Please tell me how by you do. going forward. By you going for it, like a Nate Diaz or, or whatever fighting style. Okay. But so, not, or all right, so you all can right, win just... by wrestling. You can win by a bunch of things. But Israel is really good with the counters. That's how he gets people because he's so fast and so uh, twitchy. Right, let, you can't let's, catch let's, him. Let's, let's play invisible. a game. Let's go through some memorable knockouts from recent memory. And you tell that. me counter you, or not a counter. knockouts? What was his last one? No, 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 no. Just, just in general. Just in general. Just Knockouts regular in UFC in general, and you tell me counter or not counter. Okay, all right, because because right. apparently, let's go, let's go, let's go. You just not you. Let's go, let's go. When somebody has their guard up, you just knock them out like boom, even though they're blocking. Like I, that's I don't not know. a counter. That's not a counter. What what was that example? No, that was the example that you're pretty much saying. That's how everybody gets knocked out. Okay. All right. Well, what First one that popped up to my head: Chandler versus Oliveira. Oliveira knocked him out on a counter. On a counter yeah, left check hook. He was coming back on that one. Yeah, I mean, that could be a counter, I guess. I, I haven't really thought about that. But he did a double jab, and as he was coming back, his hand didn't go down. It didn't go up. So he did a double jab, did a little picture pose, and as he was backing up, Oliveira caught him. Um, was that a counter? He yeah. Was in the, he was in the middle of coming back from throwing, throwing the right yeah, hand. Yeah, double jab, like, yeah. Or the no, double he jab. Or the double jab, yeah, yeah, exactly. Just like if Israel, that's exactly how Israel would have caught Robert on a double jab, caught him on a little counter. Like that's the that's the move. That's what he was waiting for on the double jab. And then uh, never right. really caught him. What's, what's another knockout? Um, yeah, but we're not experts in them. We're we're. I'm like I would consider myself like um like a mid. Like I'm not an expert, but I'm not a casual because I I'm I'm like an in between, and I can admit that. The problem is, you know, you can't see. The flaws in this role. I can see the good. I've been a fan of him for a while. But, and honestly, it's not even two. We're talking about the last three fights have been uneventful. Yon was not that eventful. Blame it on Yon. Blame it whatever. He was laying on time. But that's three fights. That's not two fights. Hey, that, that's, that's three fights. He that can't we, do I was asleep. I fell asleep during those fights, bro. Like, come on. That's how uneventful these fights you, were. You can't, can't, can't get mad at him and laying and praying. Shout out to boy Kevin Holland. You know, you can't get mad at these boys when they try to lay and pray. But, Anywho, yeah, you know like, what? You know what? Let's. T- <laughs> I'm. I'm. A, I'm gonna stop this here because it's a never-ending cycle. Let's talk about the actual fight, like what happened in the actual fight against Whitaker. Yeah, nobody's talking about because there was nothing going on. He had the leg kicks. He oh, grabbed him several times. There was some takedowns, but nothing happened during the takedowns, so you can't really count them. Um, Israel knocked him down in the first first round and if anything you can let's say four to one i think that's fair but even those like there was a very the verdict do you know that is online the verdict uh where they it's like a uh worldwide uh mma where everybody can kind of like judge the fights yeah it uh whitaker had more rounds one but israel had an overall higher count at the end which means like uh however you want to you know debate that the point is it's still and in that sense, Israel uh, won the overall tally, but Robert Whitaker won more rounds. So even if that's like the point of this fight was that it was very close. They were very the whole idea that these are the two I, best. They were Israel leg kicks to the double jab, the takedown to the takedown defense, 
Like they were very neck to neck. I think it's, um, you know, and Chell Sonnen mentioned this is like, how do you, what do you value the takedowns? Like, how do you value those takedowns? And I think that's, that's the big difference. You, if on how yeah, you but score even this, taking, but even, but even taking the takedowns away, cause again, nothing really happened. It, it showed good takedown from Whitaker, but it showed good takedown defense from Israel. So I feel like they both countered each other out. No, because some people like you in the moment. Oh, for like, sure in the, in, in the moment. But again, I'm not a professional judge. And the if the decision was to rest on me, I would hate for them. But sure, but like I'm I'm a I'm I'm a busy is, hater at the at the time. So I saw what I wanted to see. But even looking back on it, like even if I take the takedowns away, sure at the time I gave it to him, but if I take it away, there was still not much more for Israel's leg kicks. His head, Israel's head kept popping back with the double jabs. Like Israel was also getting caught with the jabs. So they were, neck, we can take the well, takedowns I, away. I, honestly, that's why I need to see it on TV because. Yeah, yeah, it's for true. us. Because it. the thing is, I thought about it and I was like, bro, he could have eat Izzy because he, Izzy does pop it, his yeah. head back a lot like that. So, like, I was thinking, like, man, what if most of those times Izzy was just weaving him? Yeah. Like, maybe once or twice. And even like you can watch the fight motion, the UFC, like he got caught, like he was getting hit. not like it wasn't anything significant, like Israel wasn't getting rocked, but those leg kicks were also not debilitating Robert as much as they probably could have somebody else. They were like, it was even like, I don't, this easily could have been a draw, man. Like that's how, cause even if we take the takedown, cause again, he got it, but nothing happened again. So the judges from Texas should know, okay, they don't count or they do count, whatever the case is, even without that, like. They were I don't, neck think, I don't neck. think you can't just disregard that because a lot okay, of people personally I regard them. I think highly of them. I think your Israel doesn't want to go down. He was able to get you down, regardless of how long he got you down. So for me, that that matters. But I know for people like you, it doesn't matter. So I'm keeping it out of the conversation. I personally value them a lot because Israel no, doesn't want to go down. I actually so want to hear you because I, I want to have this uh talk because I like I firmly believe, yes, a takedown is something to a certain extent but my thing is the whole point of taking down is to get the opposition on the ground on their back get in a dominant position essentially and be able to control them grapple them yeah you know move into try to ground and pound move into a submission because that's the whole point of taking down you don't just take down i mean unless you're like bumpsing or something you take down just to lay on top of somebody and like even then even then you have to give the round to that person because they're the only ones that actually like if you have three and a half minutes of control time on the ground that yeah you have you have to give it to that person because that's just to control another grown man or woman on the ground in your weight class for that long like you got to give credit for that but a takedown, uh, like, I understand where you're coming from on the takedown. Like, Izzy doesn't want to get taken down, but he still does. But at the same time, it's kind of like, what value is that if you never had any, you never had a dominating position, you were yeah. never able yeah. to put on a da- any damage, you weren't able to... Um, yeah. So the, the only way I can relate it is to any other aspect of MMA. You want to bring them down to get a dominant position, like essentially to win the fight or submit or whatever. Mm. If that, if we don't count that, then we can't count significant strikes because the point of hitting somebody in the head is to knock them out. 
to hit them. And but if you just hit somebody and it just kind of like kind of graces them, do we count that as significant strike if it didn't do what it was supposed to do? If you just kind of like hit him, but it didn't really do anything, you know, it just kind of like when Conor McGregor kept hitting Diaz, hitting him over and over and over again with shots that would have killed other people, but Diaz took it like nothing. So do those count? So for me, the takedown, sure, you don't accomplish what you want to. Ultimately, you don't get, you know, full mount and throw ground and pound, but you still throw them off their game. Like you still did something that they didn't want to do. And ultimately, that's the whole game. It's chess. You're trying to get them into a position that they don't want to. By taking them down, you got a first step. You didn't do much with it, so you can only count it like, oh, it's a takedown. Didn't really do, you know, he was right back up. For me, the control time is more important because it doesn't matter how many takedowns somebody has. If they take you down, but you reverse it, and then you control them for the rest of two minutes, the takedown means nothing. Exactly. You know, you control them. So ultimately, yeah, the control time. Control time. There was no control time here. Israel got right back up, but he got the takedown. But Israel had the takedown defense. So for me, like it, it, it sucked that it didn't really matter. If it, Israel, if Robert would have been able to hold him down, would have been huge. And even then, I got, I think you, uh, I didn't like your comparison to significant strikes because one, um, as a judge, you don't see those stats. You're you're just judging, like you don't see those stats when you're doing when you're judging in real time. So it's kind of you know, but you know when a takedown is a takedown. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, but, but, what I meant, but what I meant is if the takedown doesn't come, fulfill its purpose, which is to ultimately mount you and submit you and win the, the fight, does the takedown not count? That's my only thing. I think it still counts. Same way I deal with a, a, a leg kick. A leg kick, it, it might not break your leg and debilitate you, but it still should count because it's still but, doing something. By taking somebody to, down, you're wearing certain- their gas tank. Like, Israel's significantly tired after having to defend the takedown. Maybe not that much tired, but way more tired than if he was just standing there. So to it a, does something. It does to something. E- to a certain extent. Um, it's kind of like uh, the same thing as, you know, is he trying to set his traps? Yeah. It, the traps mean nothing if at the end of the day you don't get That's that the, haymaker. So the thing was, Whitaker was taking down but the you could tell you could tell the difference between takedowns that are trying to mix it up like trying to give them a new like give them something to worry about versus takedowns where i'm trying to take this guy down and hoping that it'll like give me like around give me yeah. around um yeah. you know that it'll it'll be enough for me to win and even then when you look at the stats uh four for ten uh, for Whit- for Whitaker on takedowns, so there were still six stuff takedowns. But the thing is, you don't. How can you award? Um, I guess my counter would be: How can you award, you know, Whitaker for those four takedowns? When on and let's be real here, the six you don't have a stat where it's like takedown defenses. Like you don't. There's not a stat there saying, "Oh, Izzy defended his takedown six times." No, because people don't really. You just did what you were supposed to do. You know what I mean? I, I honestly feel like the general public, like, you don't, they don't emphasize that enough. It's but, with everything, with significant strikes, you just say how many were thrown and how many landed. You don't say, oh, he blocked 345 it's, of it's, them. It's different. You know? The significant strikes, I, you can't compare because significant. there's so much amount of volume. Exactly, and, but that's why I think they're, it's all worth even. Like, they're all worth in itself. The takedown should be worth something. I'm not saying this as important. But for us to just say, oh, he didn't control him, 
we just need a the ground the the takedown means nothing. Oh, he didn't control. It means nothing. It should still mean something. Like he still did it when Israel didn't want to. It was still something Israel was not preparing for. It drained on his gas tank. Maybe you know Israel could hit himself on the way down. Like there's just a, it's still something. He got right back up. So for Israel, that's good. You need takedown defense, and that matters. Like when you see oh there was ten attempted takedowns, but you know none of them landed. That means a lot. That was the whole Usman story. He had 100% takedown defense, and it was huge. And then when Kobe got him down, it was the whole debate, is it a takedown, is it not? That's all happened before. Right now, the story is he was taken down, but does it matter? Did those takedowns really sway the round one way or the other? And that's really the question here. And the thing is also, it's just, I think, honestly, too, it's a fight-to-fight kind of thing. Yeah, yeah for sure. Because in this fight, I felt like Whitaker... The thing was, I felt like some of the times Adesanya And get right back up. Why force myself and try to defend it? Not even that. Not why force myself, but why change my game plan? Why change my style up? If I'm not worried, if you take me down, I'm getting right back up. Why? Why? I'm going to keep kicking you. I'm going to keep kicking, doing my thing. If you take me down, I'm getting right back up. You know, it is what it is. And I feel like that's that's what I kind of felt. So that's why I feel like in this situation, in this fight, the takedowns didn't really mean much. I mean, to not, I mean, to win Whitaker, like all those rounds, like automatically yeah. is it, it's just, it's one of those things. Like it said, it's a, it's a very, uh, is it objective, objective? Is it yeah, objective or subjective? One of subjective. those, but I get to, yeah, it's personal. It, it's a, it's a thing, personal thing, but I think ultimately the judges, made the right decision um whitaker now, Whit- now whitaker with that didn't throw right hand for three rounds i, yeah. I was like how are you gonna win he, he, he got countered the first time he threw the right hand and he was like well, why ain't throwing this again that's the whole thing uh but do you think low-key that a couple dollars were passed under the table to those judges because they were like bro we just got this contract with izzy he can't lose on a decision now but like bro you know no, I, I think I think three round. I don't know about four rounds to one. That dude, like just I said, I mean, too serious. I had to like, oh. I think it was actually Mike Beltron, if I'm not mistaken. He was the judge that gave four to one. So if it was him, I'm not hating on him. I love Mike Beltron, but um, yeah, I, no, at I, the end I, of the day, we it, it, he won the fight. Israel won the fight. If it would have been the other way, sure, I wouldn't have been mad at the moment, but looking back on it, I would have been like, ooh. 
maybe that wasn't the right call. The thing, no. the thing is, uh, we just have to wait whenever ESPN decides to put it out because I, I need to see it for sure, yeah. like on TV for myself to actually score it. Like, oh yeah, you know, Adesanya, I'll give Adesanya three, three rounds or Whitaker three rounds, yada yada. You know, we're just there live drinking, like yeah. yeah. Yeah, it was all feelings. So yeah, we don't. I don't really. I can't judge it for sure. I'm just going based off what I saw. I try to rewatch it, but unless I got into some weird iffy websites, I couldn't. I couldn't get to rewatch it. So I'm just gonna wait. Yeah. Um. But enough of that main event, dude. We went on. We yeah. on and on. Uh, co-main event: Derek Lewis versus Taito Ivasa. Taito Ivasa one knocks out our boy once again. He makes plans, him, bro. Face plants him. I mean, that was a good fight uh, overall. Um, Derek Lewis. I thought Derek Lewis, when he started pulling out that wrestling in the first round, bruh, I thought he was going to take it, bro. I thought, man, if this dude is wrestling Tai Tuivasa, Tai Tuivasa is in for a long day. But I did not like the clinch situations. I gave the, I always, I always kind of had a, Thought the advantage in that was with Ty because that's how Ty ended up knocking out uh, Augusto Sakai. Yeah, it yeah. from out coming out of that clinch, and every time Derek Lewis got against the fence in the clinch situation, I was like, "Oh, dude, I don't like this." And then, lo and behold, elbows thrown. Next thing you know, Derek Lewis is right face there, yep. planning, and I was just like, "Fuck, I knew it, man! I fucking knew it." Do you think he took a, a dive? Oh, no, that was the story no. circulating. No, th- like they, they did say he just got hurt and he was like oh fuck this isn't what i was in for and uh no 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 i don't i don't i don't think uh derrick lewis would be that guy i mean it, it's it's one thing first of all i don't know it's kind of ballsy just to go down like that with your head first you know like the way he well, the fell. idea is that it's not on purpose but you know like he didn't really shake off the cobwebs that he got hurt and instead of like, no, 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 I'm not, I'm not going down. I'm not going. He was just like, fuck. And just like went down. That's the whole idea of taking, like, you're not really, I mean, you're not, a, you're not out there anymore. Ty, like, Ty, you're given, Ty, like you're old. Bam Bam is a, is a big boy. And uh, I don't know if there's any cobwebs when he hits you like that. That's true. Elbow. That's true. So, yeah, it was, that was at crazy. At the same time, I don't know how Ty survived when um, yeah. that one sequence where Derek Lewis took him down, but Ty was trying to get back up and he just kind of, Wham, 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 wham. That's right his special right hand. That's Derek Lewis bread and butter right there. Just bam, bam. Oh, bam, bam. That makes sense. Bam, bam, Just bam, 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 bam. And uh, and he survived. That was the whole warrior. That was him. Like he could have easily if he would have gone down right there, we wouldn't have thought we were like, yep, sure enough. Like those those hits would knock out anybody. But he was like, no, no, no. And he got up, just put his shorts back up and started swinging. And that I know that's when Derek Lewis was like, fuck. This isn't going. This is the end. Like this is it. And um, man, it was just the crazy, crazy the way he fell. Like for him to just fall face first, that was wild. But huge win for Taito Ivasa, ranked number three. That is wild, bro. But who would have thought? It's a little sad though. For I Derek, love Ty, I love Taito to Ivasa, but Derek Lewis again. He's definitely never fighting in Houston again. Definitely never fighting in Houston, which is. Sucks, did the main but... event they were like nope he lost Comey, nope he lost just get him outside greeting people bro he'll definitely get him back in the, bro fight. get him knocking people out in the apex bro just <laughs> keep him oh, in the a- just apex yeah, yeah that was uh, crazy though huge win for Tui Busta. yeah huge win uh 
number one contender fight essentially Cannoneer versus Derek Brunson, aka Derek Bumson. Um, shit, man, what that was a good fight. That was a way better fight than I expected. Yeah. Um, yeah. way better fight than I expected. The first round, I don't know. I always felt like from the get go, Ken Cannoneer just had just a much higher advantage in in the striking i brunson kind of looked i don't know he didn't look like he in the striking department that he didn't belong oh in the striking and, yeah, yeah 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 but you know brunson he he loves to lay and pray he could always rely on that lay and pray towards the end of the first round that's what he did i don't know did he did he actually have um cannoneer in the in the choke what, what was it a re, was it a rear Man, naked I, don't choke? Re- I don't remember anything bro i hate that i haven't been able to rewatch that fight I, i've seen again the fight motion moments mm-hmm. uh that's pretty much been about it and it just kind of shows the main what i remember from this fight was Derek got him down he had some he had a pretty good first round essentially playing his game he, he won he won the first round because yeah. he, he laid and prayed like he yeah like he did brunson like he did exactly what brunson would do like he played his game second round though I don't remember if it started off that way. I just remember at one point, Brunson just looked sloppy. Like yeah, he was kind of like tired, throwing his arms around. Because the thing, then, to me personally, sorry to interrupt, but yeah. to me personally, it looked like Brunson knew he couldn't, like he was outclassed on the feet and he was trying really hard to go for the takedowns. And I could feel, I can also feel Jared Cannonier knowing he's outclassing Brunson on, on the feet. And that he's just gonna try to shoot every single time, and you know when dudes trying just trying to shoot, these guys are professionals. They know how to defend that. Yeah. He, it gets hard when they're equally classed, so they they're striking. Next thing you know, they're mixing it in with the takedowns. But Brunson was just diving, and I think it was from one of the dives, if I remember correctly. Brunson, uh, Cannoneer defended it. Brunson came back up and out of their little when they came together coming back up that's when cannoneer hit him with that elbow and it just went from there and the big question is i want to i need this is why we need to see it on tv did his did his people throw in the towel did yes you see that? i told you i told you during the fight like so he threw that man and then when he was on the big thing was though that backhand fist that was crazy. oh the then, oh yeah he yeah. hit him with the pimp yeah. slap <laughs> yeah dude that was great but then they eventually went to the ground and he was throwing the elbows and yeah they threw you could just see from the corner like the towel just landed and i saw it at the there and i was like what the crap like they threw in the towel like i don't know if i've ever seen that that uh, like i thought people were getting happened. excited about the knockout that's what i thought yeah, no, I don't think most people saw it because I didn't see it until the replay. And I just saw the little towel fall. And uh, um, but the ref wasn't even looking. That's the problem with MMA is the ref can't be looking at the corner I think, looking for the towel because he's going to miss it. The, I think the thing is, though, that they threw in the towel like it was kind of synchronized when the towel was thrown in. The, the ref, ref, was, the, the ref anyway. was going to stop it anyway. Yeah, it, so was, it, was, it was kind of. And uh, I think it was somebody, for me, it's just, it's so fast. Unless you're holding it and you see one elbow and you throw it, like, it's just so fast. But I remember who, I've listened to so many podcasts, I don't know who said this, that it was, uh, they were like, yeah, they probably saw Brunson get taken down. And they said a move, they were like, he got taken down with this. And they were like, he doesn't get taken down with this. They were like, oh, he's not okay. Like, you know, something's not right. And then we started getting the elbows. They're like, oh, fuck, yeah. Like, it wasn't like he got taken down, took an elbow. And they're like, oh, no, 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 the towel. It was like they saw him taken down. They're like, oh, crap. 
No, nah, this is no, no, no. It's the towel. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The where's the where's the towel? Yeah, no. They were like, as soon as he got taken down, all they were like, oh, our dude just got Throw taken. Oh, that down. shit. Yeah, they were like, that doesn't happen unless he's like something's wrong, and that's when they grabbed him. I think they were like one. They saw the elbow coming, the first one, and they were like, nah, let's get him out of there. And I guess good move, um, to try to save their fighter. But I don't know if it works. I don't know if, like, if the ref, like, if the ref wasn't planning on stepping in, I don't know if he would have because of the towel. That, I think it would have slowed him down. That that just I don't know. You just you don't ever see that in MMA ever, ever. It's so, hard. It's hard. These dudes, these dudes are some hardcore, hardcore fuckers. I mean, you had Calvin Cater take a beating for five rounds against Max Holloway, and still they were like, yeah. "Should he throw? Should they throw in the towel?" Yeah. Well, well that's like the that. idea. Most, most fighters wouldn't want their towels to be thrown. Like in boxing, when Tyson Fury bought Deontay, fought Deontay Wilder, Deontay Wilder threw in the towel like in the ninth round. Deontay Wilder walked right over as soon as the fight ended and fired his head coach. He was like, why did you do that? And he fired him. So like no coach also wants to throw in the towel because like that's like saying, yo, I'm, he's, he's had enough. Give, I'm give stepping up. in. Giving up. Yeah. yeah, we're giving up. We're giving up as a team. And the fighter's like, yo. What the or he could be like, yo, thanks. But at the moment, like it's the, all the adrenaline, like as a coach throwing in the towel, you have to know, like, hey bro, like I'm I'm taking like and you know he's probably gonna be mad. Like they're mad at the refs when they're there like half unconscious and the ref stops the fight. They're like, no, no, I can still like imagine if it was your boy that threw in the towel. Like, what bro? I had it. I had it. So yeah. it's rough. It's rough. It's hard to but, uh judge that. And good good call out by uh Cannoneer. That call out single-handedly got him the next title yep. shot if he wouldn't yep. have had that call out then we, we might we yeah. might be de- we might be debating strickland or cannoneer or just also the way he won yeah the way he won the whole dana look at me dana dana like yep put cementing itself right there number one mm-hmm. contender yep and then uh another notable on that main card bobby green piecing up uh kelvin got lightweight kelvin gaslam you just don't uh, know his real name, do you? I don't. I don't know how to pronounce. It's Nazrat. I don't know how to pronounce his last. Yeah, name. you just call him whatever. Kevin Gaslam. Yeah. No, Bobby Green's fire, bro. Freaking good, good fighter. Hands low, just shoots from the hips. Never see it coming. He's fast. He's explosive. Talks trash. Uh, yeah, he's the speaking perfect. Of, speaking of Bobby Green, but speaking with Bobby Green, the problem is, like this fight is that it went to a decision. He has no, no knockout no, no, no. power. We're not, we're not doing that. We're not doing that. Speaking of, I meant speaking of Bobby Green, uh, came in, news came in today, uh, two fans. Benil Dariush is out against Islam. Uh, but in steps in Bobby King Green. And I'm still excited. I'm still excited to see Bobby Green. I mean, he might get Molly and smashed. But yeah, I'm excited. But this is the perfect role for Islam because Bobby Green is really good. He's a really good fire. He destroyed Aya Quinta like it was nothing. Like it was, it, he made it look easy. But that's been his only finish. Besides that, he's a decision fighter, which means he's going to go the five rounds. Against somebody like Islam, Bobby Green is going to have to be perfect because if he gets taken down by Islam, that's probably the end of the fight. I, I think, though, like, I just like Bobby. I, I like the idea of Bobby Green taking this fight because it's, first of all, I haven't seen any of his wrestling or wrestling defense. Um, that would be very interesting to see 
because he's yeah, been fighting at this point it's non-existent bro it, he has yeah he he's been striking this whole hey look you never know it's because dude he fights with his hands down so yeah. like maybe it's easy maybe he has yeah, no, no, the that recipe yeah maybe that he is has really the recipe true. for it because yeah yeah, yeah. He yeah it's really hard to take down. somebody yeah it's hard to take somebody down when your hands are already at the hips like ready to defend the takedown at all times. And so that it, is really it's a good move for him. And he's not a big time kicker. So I mean he's not he doesn't depend on his kicks. I mean he's head movement, hands down, and then he just throws them hands and you don't know where they're coming from. It's fast, yeah. It's fast. And so way faster than Islam. Way faster than Islam. I mean, I know at the end of the day he might just get Kamor in the first round or something, but I gotta have I gotta I have can. some hope, you I know what I mean? Bro. I gotta have if some Islam, hope. Bro, if Islam beats him, I don't care how he beat I I just can't. Cause for for Bobby Green is great. Like when Paul Felder took that fight on five days' notice, even though he lost pretty bad, like man, BMF, give him the BMF belt. Like, you know, baddest mother does Bobby Green, like, yeah, there's a bunch of memes with him with the baddest motherfucker uh belt and everything. But you're gonna lose, like realistically, like you're taking this fighter who you need to prepare for for a very long time with somebody like this. He has Khabib in his corner, bro. You fought in the same division as Khabib, you wouldn't have come close, Bobby Green. Like he didn't, like it wasn't even. So it's hope. just, a, it's just a scare. Yeah, it's just a scare. So I'm scared we're gonna have another Dan Hooker moment. Where Dan Hooker, sure, we praised him a lot, put that great statement out there, burn the brit, burn the boats, or whatever, burn the ships or whatever, like. It looked awesome, and we were all hyped. And then he got beat in the first round, like submitted in the first round. Like that's what I'm expecting here for us to all get hyped up, and for Islam to just coast past this. Dude, they are celebrating big, bro. They're taking the rest of the camp off. Islam is just gonna be chilling the rest of the camp. Like they got it. So and, I hope I'm I, wrong. I hope I'm wrong. And I know the only reason he's taking this fight is because. The UFC has had to guarantee him the next title shot. It had to, because I feel like if that's not, if you're Islam and that's not guaranteed for you, you're not taking this fight. Because why? What's the what's the reason? If you're just gonna have to fight Benil Dariush again and then fight for the title, you know what I mean? No. Yeah. yeah, but if Bobby Green wins, automatically gets him to the jump to the front of the line. You think so? I, I wouldn't. I would just give the man recognition and the praise he deserves. First, Islam, if he beats Islam, that is huge. Like that definitely would get him to the front of the line. Um, but if Islam wins, does that guarantee him a title shot against an unranked fighter? I mean, is that really the win for Islam that will get you? A title I mean, fight? regardless, I think Islam kind of. For the most part, if it wasn't for Gaethje, he would have gotten the title shot after his last last fight with Dan Hooker. I think since it's just it's this there. one, this one was just like kind of like okay, we're gonna throw you a legit legit contender now. Yeah. You get past this one, you for sure get the title because we don't want you waiting for because Gaethje and Oliveira's in May. Gaethje's getting the next title shot. Like we don't want you waiting around fight this contender. So it's just either way, it was just kind of like a. a a fight to fill in while you're waiting. Yeah. Yeah. For me, for Bobby Green, they must have given money. That's the only way I see somebody like Bobby Green like stepping up and be like, yeah, yeah. No, I you like, I definitely, I, too, I, def bro? I definitely think he would have like taken the fight, but instead, like either promising, like, yo, we're going to uh, guarantee you 500K flat, you know, no matter, rather than, hey, if you win this fight, you get a title fight. I would lean more to they offer him the 500k, like rather than like, yeah, hey, I mean, you'll be a number one contender. Like, I don't think 
Like, this fight, realistically, even Dana White, probably even Bobby Green, if they if he's kept up with the sport of his division, he knows that Islam is, like, in a lot of people, the rightful heir to the... And Benio Dariush was one of the only guys that could be a threat to him. A striker like Bobby Green is is not the is not dangerous for Islam. So maybe he goes into this like I just need a Styles I need to make, make fights. Styles make yeah, fights. Yeah, exactly. And in a striker versus a grappler, the grappler always wins. But have um, we seen a striker that doesn't put his hands up? That is, <laughs> that, is old, that is the only thing, bro, because I in the striking, Bobby Green wipes Islam. Wipes him clean off the face of the earth. So if they stay standing for three, five rounds, five rounds, bro, then we got we got a winner. But if he gets taken down once, bro, is dangerous. dangerous. I just think Bobby Green a G, bro. So he don't give a fuck, bro. He's just gonna go. He's gonna go fight, bro. Like you know, it, it's just it's one of the, like his mindset. I know Dan Hooker was over there like burn the boats and whatnot, but come on, dude. Like we know, we know he it. was he was shook it, bro. We know he yeah, was he shook about it. it. That's true. That's true. Because if he, because if he wasn't shooketh, he wouldn't have thrown the first uh, strike. He would have thrown wouldn't have been a calf kick. He would have been smarter than that and been like, "Motherfucker, I'm coming at you." I'm because you you trying to ooh keep distance, calf kick ooh. Yeah. Yeah. And worst case scenario, Bobby Green has nothing to lose. He's not losing a rank position. He's not losing anything. He gonna win this fight. I'm calling it. He gonna win this fight. He could lose. Bobby Green could lose in the first ten seconds. And we would all still be behind him because he still took the fight. Kind of the same way Dan Hooker. Like, he lost, but we still, like, hey, I still rep. Like, he still took the fight. We'll still rep. Bobby like, he has, nothing, he has nothing to lose. Bobby Green derailing this hype train, bro. I hope so, man. I really hope so. I'm praying fast. Apparently, I forgot what comment. I forgot which fight I saw of his where the commentator is like, Bobby Green actually has excellent wrestling. He just elects to not use it. I forgot who said that or whatnot. And I was just like, pretty sure. Like, at first, I didn't really care because I was like, this dude's just swing and bang. But now that he's going against Islam, I'm like, I'm really hoping to write about that, bro. Yeah, now we got to look at that. We got to look at that side of him. Striking is fire. Really good. Now we got to look at the wrestling, the takedown defense, all that kind of stuff. Bro, what if he takes down Islam? What if he takes down Islam, bro? <laughs> He'll get submitted right after. Why would you take him down? <laughs> no, nah, bro. Not... No, nah, yeah, bro. Nah, get some nah, grounded nah. that Conor McGregor ground and pounded. And bro, softened him up. Ten days. Ten days. That's ten days. Bro, enough. hold on, hold on. Have you ever thought of this? Like people get scared of like the Islams of the world, like because they, they know you, you, you. Once you get taken down by him, like that's game, game rap. Why has never but nobody ever thought, hmm, let me test his ground game when when he's on his back. Let me take him down and see what his defensive wrestling looking like. Like, you know, what 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 can he do at the bottom? Cause maybe maybe he ain't as good. You know, there's a big difference between dominating on top, taking down versus for Khabib, for Khabib to be repping for him this much and for him to have grown up with he's good. Islam is good. Islam. I'm not I saying he's him. not good, but like not as good. I'm just saying not as dominant as him taking you down and having you him being on top yeah, and in control. Yeah, but, but we would need a specialist like Oliveira for a very clear like gauge into the two uh, the two specialties. Like we'll really see how good Islam is when we put him up against someone that's also good like Oliveira. Bobby Green's not that guy. 
Bobby Green, like you don't know that, bro. Hey, Bobby maybe he was a wrestler. That's why he got all the decisions on his record, bro. He's yeah, I, that is the only thing. I'm, I'm interested to go back to see why he uh, has so many decisions. Maybe he does have good takedown. Maybe there has been wrestling throughout some of the fights. Um, but yeah, for him to beat Islam, he's gonna have to catch Islam and knock him out cold. Cause a decision, five round, twenty five minutes of perfect stand uh, up game, that's very hard. So we'll see. I know Islam is also shook because they got to change their whole plan. They weren't expecting somebody like Bobby Green. So as much as According Islam, to you, they don't have to. They no, no, chill no, it for the next I 10 think, days. Bro. I mean, I was exaggerating, but <laughs> I don't think they're as worried as Bobby Green is. Like Bobby Green has to change his whole fighting style. Uh, Islam just got, has to improve a little bit more his striking and work a little bit more on that game. And he'll be fine. Bobby Green has 10 days of torture. If he wants to be a uh, uh, some type of competition for Islam, so we'll see. That should be very interesting, and I really hope Bobby Green pulls it off. Well, you know. heard it here first, two fans. Nothing controversial this time. Don't hold your breath, though. Um, you know where to find us at Sliced Apples Pod on Twitter, at Sliced Apples Podcast on Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. Um, he is at Caesar Cast Jr. I am at Cowboy Canella. And um, I mean, sheesh. I, I, I'm I'm excited for March 5th. I don't know about you guys. I'm pretty excited. Especially nope. now. Now it's even more it's even fucking better that they put RDA versus Fiziv on there. I, I love Fiziv. I think he he'll do good, but Colby versus George. Um, obviously, you know, two fans will be back on here to preview that for you guys and also talk about Bobby Green's immaculate win over Islam. Oh, yeah, and then, that. um, yeah, but till then, we'll see you next time, fools.